You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, or welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, if you haven't listened before. I am Jen Rosenbaum, your host for this podcast, and I'm joined today by Lauren Trantham, my co-host. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, how's it going? I'm great. (laughs) Are you, though? So, oh man, we're, we're just going to get right into this. We're just going to go right there. We're just going to go right there. So, you know, today we haven't recorded a podcast in a little bit because I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life and you've had a lot of stuff going on in your life. So today I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And then I get on with Lauren and like in two seconds, we're talking about stress and dealing with stress. And I was like, well, there's today's topic for us. Cause you know, if you know anything about me, I'm really not the most planned out person ever. But I like to kind of talk about things that are going on in real time and what's happening in our lives at the moment. So uh, Lauren and I have both been separately going through very stressful periods of our lives. And let's talk a little bit about how we deal with stress. Because I think that, you know, women take on a lot. We always take care of ourselves last. It's like a thing. Do you find that? I do find that, but I'm not, I I don't know. I I think for me, it's a little bit different because I'm not a mom and I'm not a wife. So I don't have a ton of caretaking to do. Um, And even with my friendships right now, um, I'm I'm almost like a little bit checked out. I'm so hyper-focused on my projects and what I'm doing. Um, But I'm, I'm definitely putting all of that before my health. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about that checked outness. Cause I'm a little bit in that space too right now where it's like, it's almost like a weird thing. It's like the time you need people the most. And yet it's so easy to kind of pull back and be like, well, I'm just going to keep my problems to myself or I don't want to complain or, you know, I just, things are changing so much by the day. I don't even know how to keep people sort of updated in that. So how do you feel about that? I mean, as far as like, you know, being checked out, does it actually really benefit you? Well, I feel when I say checked out, I feel a little bit more like I'm not there for my friends. Like I'm not able to take care of them and, and, and help them through their issues. And, and that's the kind of part that is really hard for me because I'm, I want to be that person always, but sometimes I get, you know, hyper-focused on what I'm doing right now. And so I feel like maybe then I have like this whole, I don't know how you feel about this, but I have this whole added element of guilt that I'm like, not a good friend and I'm not a good daughter. And I, I don't know, it's just like a, it's like a spiraling situation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny because I, I texted my husband last week about like, this house is a mess and I can't take it anymore. And we have so much stuff and I have piles of paperwork to deal with. And I, you know, I was out of, I had a a family emergency that took me out of the office for about two weeks. So, and then prior to that I was traveling. So I really been like sort of out of the office for about three weeks now. And I'm just, it's that, it actually really isn't out of control. My house is really no different than it ever is, (laughs) but uh, maybe a little different, but it's that perceived control of like, I have everything in order. And so I feel good about it. And then the second, like for me, the stress hits, it's like, I look at everything as amplified. Everything is bigger than it was before. Yeah. That's the hard part is keeping perspective, especially during stress, because I mean, that's, that's like the, how the expression goes, right? It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like something little can really set us off because we're not, we don't have that mental space to just put things into freaking perspective. (laughs) 
Yeah. And, you know, perspective is such a funny word because you would think like I'm a cancer survivor, right? And I'm going through, you know, family emergencies and I'm, you know, and I have kids and, you know, I have plenty of perspective. Like I am not low on the perspective scale here. You know what I mean? Right. But there's still moments where you're like, somebody will just breathe the wrong way. And you're like, would you just shut up? Like, you know, like the littlest thing happens and you're like, Oh God, I have to deal with this now. You know, it's like, yeah. and yeah, you, you know, once you get past that moment, you're like, Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I blew up or I can't believe I lost my patience at somebody else or even myself. Believe me. It's mm-hmm. by the way, I cried the other day in Muay Thai. This is true story. And, and like, who cries at Muay Thai? It's like so sad. <laughs> because I do. I, but you go there to like be a, a like a badass, you know what I mean? But like the yeah. other day, I was just so frustrated at, you know, I'm on this shot that they're they're using to put me into menopause, and it's causing so much bone pain that it's it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I have some decisions to make because I it's at the point where it's really affecting my life. On top of all the other stresses I have, I'm like, okay, I can't even function as a normal person. And I go to Muay Thai the other day, and you know, my instructor, who I love to pieces, and he's he pushes us, and he's amazing. Sometimes I get upset because he's like, "Come on, you have more, you have more," and I I'm like, I don't, you know, like I don't. I wish I did, and I I got really upset the other day in Muay Thai, and I said to him at the end, I just wish you knew me before I had cancer. Because if you knew me before you had cancer, you would know how strong I was and how in shape I was and how motivated I am. But now it's like, it's hard for me to just get out of bed and show up here. You know, I mean, the fact that I do says something, but I got so angry at myself that like, I couldn't do what he wanted me to do. And it was like, that was for me, the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't even what some somebody else did. It was like, I just want to, you know, my brain is saying yes. And my body's saying no, like what the hell's going on here? You know, Um, I bet there's like a lot of, there's grief in that too, because even though from the outside, like I look at you as, as, you know, a friend of yours and I think you're more badass than ever. So like you having like lacking a little bit of maybe extra endurance in your exercise class, like that's nutty to me that, that you, you know, you, you feel that way but you feel that. So you're grieving that too, that like sort of new identity, that loss of who you used to be. And yeah. Yeah. I think it was, it's that, and it's just stress. It's just like, it was accumulation of just, there's been so much going on and I just get pissed, (laughs) you know, that like, I just can't be a normal person. Like, why can't I just be like the way I used to be, you know, in those moments. But yeah. I had, do you find that your body reacts to stress? Oh, funny. You should say that. I don't know. I'm such an emotional person and I still, to this day, I don't understand if I'm just like more particularly emotional than most people or what, because like I was telling you earlier, I'm working on this motorcycle. So I decided to take on this project. I'm not a bike builder, but I work in the moto community. I've ridden bikes for 15 years and I got a donation to my nonprofit um, of this like really old 1994 Honda motorcycle, right? So we're, the plan was we were going to rebuild it and then auction it off for charity or raffle it off for charity. Well, I've been working on that since last fall, really hitting it hard since December. And we have like a week left. Like this bike is down to the wire. And I've, I've been tracking my hours. I've personally spent about 140 hours on this bike, plus a lot of other people that are collaborating on it. Long story short, last week we had a major hiccup and I had a mechanic tell me like, this bike isn't, it's a no-go. Like this isn't going to work. 
And um, I broke out in like hives. Mm. And it's like, this is what I talk about perspective. Like this project feels like so big for me and it's so new and I've put a lot of publicity on it and it's a big deal. And then I got this like one indication that maybe something wasn't right. And in the end, it was fine. So spoiler alert, it's fine. (laughs) But no, I went like, like catatonic kind of like I, my brain like shut down and then I broke out in hives all over my body. And it's like, that's not okay. Like I'm not okay with that. And so I'm in this like constant struggle to, I guess, manage my emotions so that I don't get sick because now I have like a, a jaw infection from clenching. Like it's nutty. And it's like working on that over the weekend, feeling so majorly stressed. And then on Wednesday, I went to an anti-human trafficking conference where I was on a panel and it was like, there's my perspective. Like these people have survived human trafficking and I'm building a motorcycle. Right. So it's like, oh my God. But in the moment, like this is a major project and I've put a lot of time in this. And so it's, it's hard to compare and like keep perspective. And I don't know. And that's like why this podcast is interesting because I don't have the answers. Like I'm looking for the answers just like everybody else, like how to manage the stress so that I don't get sick. Yeah. And you know, it's it's funny that you, that you bring up getting sick because last week I visited um, an integrative doctor because I have been feeling so terrible that I was like, I need to do something about this. Like I need to change my eating. I need to change my vitamins. I need to have blood drawn. I mean, they took so much blood. I'm surprised they left me with any, you know, they're going to run like this. They took hair, they took urine samples. They're going to run all these like tests and and everything about, you know, what my all different levels are, hormone levels and thyroid levels and what my food sensitivities are and like my adrenals and like everything that you could think of, right? I'm getting tested. And then you spent, so they take all this blood and all these samples. And then you spend about an hour with the doctor telling her about your whole life history, basically, at, you know, in an hour. And then you go back two weeks later and they give you recommendations and da, da, da. But anyway, in that hour, when I told her I had breast cancer, she was like, well, there's, you know, three major areas that we really look at for breast cancer. Number one or three or four, whatever it would be. Number one is genetics, which I so far have tested negative for, unless they find a new genetic (laughs) component, which they probably will at some point. You know, the second one is toxins. So she was asking like, if I was ever did, did you work in a dark room? You know, have you ever been, you know, exposed to certain toxins? And then the third one she gets to is stress. And she, it's funny. She says actually that a lot of people that come into her with different types of cancers have a certain stressor that happened in their life right prior to getting diagnosed that correlates with their cancer, which is so interesting. Like she'll be like, you know, somebody that I know is betrayed, you know, maybe they got punched in the gut kind of, you know, in theory, not like in, in actuality, but uh, they punched in the gut and they got betrayed. They might come down with like a pancreatic cancer or a stomach cancer, or somebody that doesn't speak what's on their minds might come down with like a throat or a mouth cancer, you know, or, or something happened and they didn't speak up about it, things like that. So it was so interesting um, because, you know, we I go in there to talk about like medicine and vitamins and food. And she's like, well, we also need to talk about your stress level and we need to change that because, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you ask anybody right now, are you under stress? Everybody is, you know? And I mean, it's, I know that I'm under, and a lot of the stress is self-inflicted, let's be honest. You know, that I take on too many projects and I put deadlines on myself and I, I take on too much at one time, but you know, I came home and said to my husband, like, we really need to think about 
a different lifestyle. Like we really need to think about this a lot. And, you know, in some ways I think we feel trapped in our lives that like, well, you know, we both, we're both entrepreneurs. We both have our own businesses. What is, what's the other option? <laughs> not working, you know, it's not an option for right. us. But I'm not living in New York. We, you and I've talked about that before. Yeah, totally. Like, but you know, where are you going to go? Where am I going to go? Right. Can you imagine me anywhere else? No, God, no, no. Let's no. <laughs> sit on that for a second. Ugh. But yet at the same time, I really create, and it's funny because like actually at this conversation, my husband for like a brief second for the first time ever was like, let's talk about Florida for a second. And I panicked. I was like, I can't move there. And he was like, what? You've been like begging me to move there for like two years. I'm like, no, I don't think I could really do it. You yeah, know, like when it really comes down to it. Yeah. When it really comes down to it, I don't know if I could actually really do it, but you know, how do you, I mean, I'm, I'm asking this as like a general question. It was like a conversational question. Like how do you change your stress level? How do you change your perspective in the life that you're living that maybe you can't necessarily up and change, you know, like I see all these people on Facebook that are like making vans and living in their vans and like traveling the country and like homeschooling their children. And it's so appealing to me. And I would probably die doing that in three days. Like it's just not, you know, it's, it's probably just, just, it's a great fantasy, but I'm not so sure it's a good reality. So if you don't have that for me personally, so if you don't have that ability to just pick up and live this outside the box lifestyle, how do you change your stress level or, and or your reaction to it? Because maybe it's not even about changing the stress level. It's really about changing the reaction to it. Right. You know, on a yeah, daily basis. I'm, yeah. And I'm in the same boat. It's like, I'm on a mission, right? So like to, for me to like change my stress level, like what am I going to do? Like stop fighting anti-human trafficking? Like it's not going to happen. Right. Like, this is my heart and soul and my passion. And so it's like, how do you navigate doing the work that you're drawn to do when it's not a detriment to yourself. And I feel like this is such a huge life lesson because I've also done that in all of my relationships. I've always done stuff to the detriment of myself. And it's like, why? Right. <laughs> and like, how else do you do it? And like, because we've talked about me several times on this podcast about that I'm single. And I think a big part of it is I'm afraid to be in a relationship because I don't know how to just go halfway or like, I don't know how to still take care of myself without going overboard with things. I go overboard with everything. So I don't know. (laughs) How are we going to find these answers? Right. This is the podcast of no answers. Sorry guys. You know, it's funny though, because I've had plenty of people on this podcast that talk about mindset and mindfulness. And, you know, I really try to call on those podcasts, even myself. I even listen to my own podcast to tell you the truth. Like Corey Muscara, I had on the podcast is an amazing example about mindset and mindfulness And, you know, he talks so much about, and I've mentioned this before, like just one of the ways you can start is just like putting yourself in a closed room, even if it's a closet. I mean, if you're a parent and you haven't snuck away pretending like you had to go to the bathroom at some point with your kids, you're a liar. We've all done it. You know, like we all are like, oh, I need five minutes. Let me shut the door. And, you know, we just sit in the bathroom and catch up on our emails or whatever. But, you know, instead of doing something like that, there's times where I go, okay, guys, I need five minutes. And I just go in and he, his advice is like, just to say like, who am I? Who am I? What do I want? Like, I find in my times of stress, I'm so disconnected from what I'm actually even stressed about. You know what I mean? Like, oh, work, 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 work. Why? What's the goal here? What's the point? Because the point just can't be waking up every day, being stressed and going to sleep. Like that's not a good enough reason, you know? Right. 
And then if I come back and I go, well, wait a minute. Okay. My right now I'm under stress because I have to create this class where I'm teaching a hundred photographers how to do something amazing. Well, okay. At least the stress is worth something or it's important mm-hmm. to me. or like with you in the, in the motorcycle. Okay. It's important mm-hmm. to me, you know, and, and, um, I talk in my book actually about gratitude and finding gratitude in the mundane. Um, Oh, sorry. That's my computer is making notification noises. And, and I think maybe we need to do that in the stress also. Like, so when I talk about, um, finding gratitude in the mundane, I'm talking about like, um, I tell a story in the book about when I had cancer and it was the beginning of the school year and all of my, we all have my, my friends and I, a bunch of us have, um, dinner together on back to school night. And the parents were, so we were out to dinner and the the moms were all like, I can't believe we're back here again. I can't believe we have to pack school lunches. I can't believe we have to do carpool. And And like every year before that, I was in total agreement with them. Right. But this year I was starting my chemotherapy, like in two weeks after that. And I was like, I would do anything to pack lunches and drive carpool and just be normal and and like have that be my worst problem. Like I would do anything for that, you know? So anytime perspective. Yeah. So anytime I find myself like in that place now, I go, wait, can I find gratitude even in like the terrible things that are happening right now? Can I find gratitude in that? My rule of thumb is kind of like, if you can't find gratitude in it, then it's just a waste of time, you know, but you can find gratitude in it in some way, shape or form. That helps me get through it a little bit, but I lose yeah. sight of that. I lose sight of it when I'm stressed. And I guess that's, that's what this conversation is about. Not necessarily giving people the answers because I think everybody has their own answer, but to remember to come back to that answer, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. when you're going through the hardest times that you're going through, because when yeah. we're going through those hard times, we lose ourselves. That's such a good point. Yeah, because we all have tools. It's just trying to remember to use them. In yeah. those moments when you just want to curl up. <laughs> right. Because it's like when life is good and you feel good and you're healthy and you're having a good day and you're like, my hair looks awesome and work is going great and my relationship is awesome and my kids are behaving and whatever it might be. It's awesome to post on Instagram and be like, I'm rocking life right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But I really think it's like, you know, who are you in the moments where your your life is not rocking so much? Like, how do you handle that? That really determines who you are. Mm-hmm. you know, more so than who you are on the easy days. Right. Uh, yeah. Big time for me. I'm trying to remember like, how did I come out of that? And I think for me, like I'm a planner, so I just need a game plan that I can execute and then I feel better. So mm-hmm. when, when we found that, that thing on the bike, I had to call my charity partners and just say like, okay, let's like go through a couple of scenarios. Like what if we can't move forward with this bike or we need to pull it from this event? Can we do it later? Like just going through all of the options and getting the team on board, like really helped me to do that. And that's that reaching out to friends instead of like isolating with it also. Yeah. And I think also because we make such big deals in our own mind that mm-hmm. somebody else might just be like, Oh, that's no big deal. We could just keep it for the next event. And you're like, Oh my God, yeah. I'm stressed for nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? like, totally. Like we make it up in our own heads so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's also this thing too, of just like jamming your schedule too much. Like, cause I'm, I'm building this bike, but I'm also hosting this event and I've got, I'm going to school. I'm the president of my networking group. I've got, you know, like it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, why did I do that? (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's like a, um, I've had to really think about this a lot lately because I've really like taken on too much and, you know, 
it's hard for me because I, there's so much I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. It makes it really I hard. I know. And that's, I always come, I always come back, like even in those moments that are so shitty, I always come back to like, would I not do it? And the answer is always, of course I'm going to do it. Like, what am I not? Like my mom's like, well, what, it, what, you know, could you just like drop the project? And I'm like, no, like that <laughs> never occurred to me. Like, I'm, I appreciate the suggestion, but no. <laughs> yeah. That's not so the like, solution. It's hard when you're also stubborn as hell. <laughs> It's hard, but I think it's, it's good. It's what gets us through, right? Is to be yeah. stubborn. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I always love when you, um, send us, uh, videos from your walks in the pear fields and the pear trees and, you know, in the, um, showing us the flowers or the beautiful rainbows and, you know, you know, whatever it might be when you're taking walks with your dog that we uh-huh. love so much. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Lauren loves her dog in case you didn't know. <laughs> There's a story about that. One day, if you yeah, see us in person, you can ask us. Yeah. Um, but well, one, one thing that happened was like, this is a little bit of a segue, if you don't mind me t- telling this story. I, um, I have a really hard time with feeling like a lot of my self-esteem issue comes from feeling lazy. I think that that's just like a vulnerability that I have that kind of got exp- like, my ex-husband used to tell me that and it was like a mo- it was like a way to like be emotionally abusive like constantly telling me that I wasn't good enough and that I was lazy and that I never finished anything I started and so I have this like huge hang up about that and it's like ridiculous because I'm one of the most accomplished people like I did more before before I was 25 than most people do in like three lifetimes mm-hmm. but I still at my core feel lazy and so even today like with all of the work that I'm doing, I really struggle with this. And I actually, I kind of like prayed about it. And I was like saying, like, how am I supposed to not overdo it and still get all of my work done and take care of myself? And like, this is another tool that I forget to lean on. And I heard, like, I heard a voice said that you need to rest, Lauren, but rest in awe. So what I took that to mean was that if I'm feeling like really frazzled and run down, like I used to just like sit on the couch and watch Netflix, but I never really felt rested after that. Like I never really felt like I had recuperated anything. Then I just felt like I wasted a day. And so now when I rest, I try to rest in awe, meaning do something that's going to blow my mind. That's also restful. So like Mm -hmm. I will watch a movie, but only if it's a movie that I'm like totally dying to see, like Mm -hmm. so excited rest in awe, meaning like actually sit in the grass and like be in awe at the beauty of nature. And like, so trying to find rest that also like lights me up. is like mm-hmm. been a really good thing for me right now. I think why I've lost sight of that is I literally don't have time. Like we're spending 12 hours a day in the shop. Like this bike has to be done and I don't have the minutes not to be in there. So it's like a little bit tougher, but resting in awe, I think has helped me quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. And you know, whenever I hear somebody say they don't have time, I always think to myself, would 10 minutes a day kill you? Like if you have 12 hours to spend on a bike, would 10, would 10 minutes a day kill you? But I would be a liar if I said that I find 10 minutes in my day every day. Right. I mean, this morning, I I set my alarm for 10 minutes earlier than usual. So I can do a little meditation this morning and I put on a meditation and I completely fell asleep. (laughs) I'm just so tired that I'm right. Even for that 10 minutes, I fell asleep. The alarm woke me up. I like panicked, like, what day is today? You know, it was one of those moments. Like, what's happening right now? 
But, you know, it's going back to the dog for a second. It's funny because, um, we, you know, we, I didn't want a dog for a long, you know, we had a dog that we had to put down about a few weeks after my mastectomy. It was really devastating. And I didn't want to get another dog. I loved that dog. It broke my heart. I just didn't want to do it, you know, but, um, my kids really wanted a dog. My husband really wanted a dog. So I lost the battle. We got a dog back in November and, you know, the dog is a very constant reminder to me that I always have 10 minutes in the day because he has to be walked. He has to be fed. He loves playing. Like you can't not be around him. And he comes over to you with a ball every four minutes. You know, it's like, I'm like, I have to get work done here. Like, what are you doing to me? And I find the time, you know, I find the time to love on him. And, you know, he, it's really funny that this is all like kind of coming to me now, but like, I'm really struggling today in particular. I said to you before we got on this podcast, I'm just feeling low energy today. Like I'm not feeling great. You know, I don't know if it's stress or, or exhaustion or whatever, but my dog has been in boot camp for about a week and a half. So he hasn't been with us. And I think that's part of it. Like I didn't want this dog, but this dog has saved my life, you know, like just playing with him and taking time out or taking the breaks to walk him and get outside and get a little vitamin D and like to see how you know much fun he has. And we throw the ball, like it changes your day. Oh, you love your dog. (laughs) As much as I love Dublin. I didn't want to love him, but I do. (laughs) And I miss him right now. Like I believe me, my kids were away last week and I was home, you know, pretty much alone. And I was like, it was really nice to sleep late. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. I mean, by sleep late, I mean like seven, but you know, it was, it was really nice not to have to get up to walk the dog. Um, but yeah, I miss his companionship. I miss the distraction from, you know, I miss the little inserts of, of joy in my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. We can find those minutes anywhere. Yeah. So, and he's not here this week and I go, Oh, I don't have 10 minutes to meditate, but he's not coming back till Thursday. And I have, when he comes back Thursday, I'll have plenty of time to walk him. him That's true. So we find time for what we want to find time for, don't we? Yep. Yep. So I'm going to have to find time, especially this week, because this is the last week. It's Monday. The bike's getting picked up on Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday. So I have to work work a little bit extra on, on resting and awe, specifically this week. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to go into your event feeling tapped out. Oh my God. And then after the event, I have I have basically six weeks of nonstop stuff starting next week. So... Yeah, it sucks that I have to go into that with hives and a jaw infection. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully if you do some meditation or resting and awing, you won't have a jaw infection. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate your thoughts on all of this, Lauren. And we would love to hear from you guys. Let us know how you de-stress, how you add some joy into your life and any thoughts that you might have. And if you have a moment, we would absolutely love and appreciate if you would go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, a little review if you enjoy the podcast and share with somebody that you also think might love the podcast. Thank you, Lauren, for joining me. Tell me where people can find you. Yeah, I'm at Ride My Road on all of my socials. So Instagram is my favorite place to be, but also on Facebook, Ride My Road. And you guys can actually check out the bike. I'm going to be launching pictures of it um, any day now. So you can see what I've been fretting about. <laughs> Yay! Also, can I can I do a plug? Because yeah. we're selling, I don't know this if when this podcast will come out, but we're selling raffle tickets for this bike. There's only 200 tickets available. They're $50 and 100% of the proceeds is going to go to the Teen Project which is an organization based in LA County that houses teen survivors of human trafficking. So 
that's, that's why I try to keep my perspective on my stress to remember like, Oh, this is like, we're doing this for a reason. So yeah, check it out. We're calling it the hashtag survivor bike. Nice. I'm going to buy a ticket. I love it. <laughs> I don't I know. What like, oh do. my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> if I win this bike, I do not know what I would do with it. You are going to ride it. I am not going to ride it. Yes, we're going to ride it together. I can see it now. Oh boy, just my <laughs> luck. I will win the bike. Yeah. You, yeah, you're lucky that way. Yeah, oh, man. What kind, of, what kind of helmet are we going to get you? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm already skiing. <laughs> I don't know, but when I put the helmet on, I will do a dance in it for you. Yes, thank you. Yes, I love All that. Right. If you guys want to follow me, you could check me out at at Shamelessly Feminine or at Jen Rosenbaum with a Z, of course. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye. Oh, you know what we didn't do? Wait, we have to do a shine card. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Psych. God, we're so out of practice. Okay. So my word of 2019, which I forgot about, which I need to bring back into my life is shine. So Lauren bought me these awesome shine cards and I'm reading one that's already open. Hold on. And um, I'm going to pop them open and read one to you. And then we'll say a real goodbye. But this is like a Jewish goodbye. This is like my, gr- my great grandmother. If you like called her, you'd be like, okay, grandma, bye. And she'd be like, wait, one more thing. Okay, grandma, bye. Okay, bye. You would spend like a half an hour saying goodbye to her. <laughs> Is what we do. I feel like that's how I end my Facebook live videos too. Right. Like, okay, like, oh, wait, one more thing. <laughs> All right. So we're going to read the shine card. I'm popping it open. Ready? Good. Noises in effect. Okay. Be strong. Go with your heart and believe in miracles because anything, anything can happen. Marlo Javedando. I'm probably butchering that. But this is very interesting because I always say every single time we do a podcast that the quote that we need in the moment always shows up for us. So I'm going to read it again. If you're going through something stressful right now or something you feel like you can't overcome, remember, be strong, go with your heart and believe in miracles because anything, anything can happen. Okay. I'm really love it now. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.